Out of hand, church. Let's give him a hand. He deserves it. He deserves it. When we're sick or not, he deserves it. So I want to talk about a willing heart this morning. A willing heart. You know, two of the biggest obstacles in our life, uh, period, to overcome and, and also in our faith to overcome are fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. It's, it's, it's crazy how outside the doors of the church, outside of the things of God, we are super women and we are super men. We are willing to be present. We are willing to accomplish any task that the world lays before us. But when it comes to our father's business, we clam up. <laughs> we clam up and suddenly we lose sense of, of knowledge sometimes. Suddenly we lose a uh, sense of our know-how uh, sometimes. Suddenly there's not, not enough time in the day to do the Lord's work. <laughs> Somehow we lose our will to accomplish, right? It's like the church's kryptonite. When it should be our strength. See, for some reason, we get a little weaker. <laughs> See, we fear. We fear that we're not worthy sometimes. We fear a uh, 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 failure. We fear somehow we're going to let God down. We fear shame. We fear embarrassment. And we doubt. We doubt. We doubt God's spirit within us. We doubt the very power of God's spirit within us. We doubt the calling of God on our lives. We doubt. We doubt that we can accomplish the things that God has caused us to do through our Lord and Jesus Christ. We doubt that we cannot accomplish the work of God, but we somehow can accomplish all the work that the world lays out for us. And, and that doubt and that fear, it hinders us from sometimes even trying, even attempting. And so we won't even entertain the power of God within us. We won't entertain the spiritual things of God. See, we won't even entertain what it means to be led by the Spirit or to live. By the Spirit, we won't entertain in growing in our spiritual gifts. See, with fear and, and with doubt, we won't entertain the thought of what God can do in our lives if we were willing to only 
give God our yes. Our yes. Yes, God. What if? What if I just gave God my yes? What if I just say, God, have it your way. I'm I'm tired of my way. I want to live life your way. What if I give God my yes in obedience? Willing to be present, willing to serve, willing to give, willing to speak, willing to teach, willing to grow, willing to learn, willing to glorify God with my life. What if Despite the fears, despite the the doubts, you were just willing to give God your yes. See, fear and doubt can destroy our faith, can destroy our trust, it can destroy our belief, can destroy your confidence. Fear and doubt will hinder you from receiving all that God has for you. It will hinder you from entering to the blessings of God. It will hinder you into going into God's purposes. It will hinder you from God's plan for your life, church. And the only cure for fear and doubt is to what? Overcome them. Overcome them. But you must have a willing heart along with the the willing spirit of God within you to overcome them. See, if your heart is willing, the spirit will lead you to accomplish the work that God has laid before you. See, God loves a willing heart. It's amazing what God can do with a willing heart. See, you don't have to be worthy. You don't have to be worthy. You just have to be willing. You just have to be willing. And we must understand it's not by what? Our might. Not by our power. But it's by the spirit of the living God within us that accomplish the work. See, God creates miracles out of our yes. (laughs) God create miracles out of our, yes, all God needs is a a willing heart to make a miracle happen. To make a miracle happen in you, for you, and through you. Every, Every prophet, every disciple, every, every king, every, every queen in the, in the Bible had, that God appointed had one thing in common. They were willing to give God their yes. And in return, what did God do? God made their names great within the earth. And if God can do it for them, he definitely can do it for us. And let me tell you, they had fear, all of them. They had doubt, all of them. And none of them was worthy. None of them was worthy. But God made them worthy. He erased their fear. He erased their doubt because they had a willing heart to say yes, God. A willing heart to say yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, many of us at one point in, in this journey of our faith 
have asked the question, do God have a plan for my life? Do God have a plan for my life? And no matter how much we've read God's word and his word tells us that he has a plan for every single believer, sometimes no matter how many people come up to you and encourage you, hey, that God has a plan for your life. Many of us, many of us do not receive it because we don't see ourselves as worthy of it. See, we don't see ourselves as worthy of God's goodness, of the goodness of God's promises to be part of God's plan to make this world a somewhat better place. Somehow we feel we can't make a difference. But God says, yes, you can. But God says, yes, you can. But when we allow fear and doubt to hinder us, we deem ourselves as not worthy. See, we disqualify ourselves. We disqualify ourselves from being used by God. We disqualify ourselves from, from God's plans and purposes for our lives. See, the fact that God wants to use you it's the fact that God wants to bless you. See? That's what it is. See, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And we must pray earnestly that we all become laborers of God and his work. See, God is searching for people to make a significant impact in this world around us, church. See, all God needs is a willing heart to make an impact in our communities, in our neighborhoods. How about on our jobs? You know? In the schools, yes. In our very families. In our homes, right? Definitely here in this church. What about in the lives of our children? Willing heart to make an impact in the lives of our grandchildren. An impact in the lives of the generation that is coming up behind us. See, all God needs is a willing heart from you to trust him, to obey him, and God will make change happen in your life as well. As well. Let me ask you, what is your ambition? Hey, this is a new year. We got all kind of new plans, all kind of new goals. What is your ambition besides all those other plans, besides all those other goals, besides our other ambition, our human ambition as a Christian? As a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, let me ask you, do you have a holy ambition? Do you have a holy ambition? Do you have the desire, passion to truly be right with God? 
to truly be right with God. See, church, either we got a worldly ambition or we got a holy ambition. There's no in-between. None. Holy ambition is to be more like Christ. I believe that every Christian should have the ambition to be transformed by the Holy Spirit of God to be more like Jesus. An ambition. To be filled with the Spirit and be example of the living God that lives within you. The living God, not the dead God, the living God that lives, hallelujah, within you. The spirit of the living God that lives within us, that moves us, that activates us, hallelujah, hallelujah. The ambition to come to the knowledge of the Lord. Do we have that ambition to live in, 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 in your life in a way that reflects God's glory? Not conforming to the, to the, to the patterns and the ways of this world, as Paul tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2. It's the worldly ambition. Do you have the ambition to abide by the commandments that God has laid out, church, in his Bible? A holy ambition to, to, to being committed to the agenda of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The ambition. Do you have the ambition to know God? To love God? Do you have the ambition to serve God? Do you have the ambition to grow in your faith so that you can share your faith? Do you have the ambition to, to know the word, but also be doers of the word? Do you have the ambition to serve God by serving others in the name? Of God. Do you have the ambition to be obedient in a way that pleases God? Do you have the ambition to be used by God? To be used by God. You know, a lot of people got it wrong. Got it backwards. See, it's, it's, it's not living for Christ that hinders us. It's not living for Christ that will hinder you. Amen? Jesus said anyone who, who, who gives their life for me will save their life. See, one of the testimonies of, of me and my wife before becoming pastor and, and first lady is that during the COVID season, we would take daily walks up and down the street here. And we would talk, we would walk, and we would talk about conversations and prayers that we had with God. And the thing that we had in common that we didn't know, that we was praying to God to use us, to use us. And personally, I was afraid of being used by God. Afraid. 
But somehow I couldn't stop praying to be used by God. And, and the more my life lined up with God's word, the more my fear grew of being used by God. See, at the time, I didn't know it. At the time, I didn't know that it wasn't me. See, it wasn't me praying these things to God, right? Within myself, I didn't want to pray these things, but they were just coming out. I didn't know it, but it was the Holy Spirit of God within me praying to God for me. It was the Holy Spirit of God leading me into the obedience of God to do the work of God even when I didn't want to. I didn't realize I was even in line with God. See, see, I didn't know it. We didn't know it. But God had already put his plan in motion. <laughs> he had already put his plan in motion. And see, here we are. Here we are. See, Jesus still calls people out as they go about their everyday business of life. See, don't think because you're living that you're counseled out. Jesus, the Lord, is still in the business of calling out his disciples. He's still in the business of calling out those with those willing hearts. See, do you have an ambition to becoming a true disciple of God and his word, but also an ambition to disciple others? See, God is calling out the ordinary, the ordinary, the ordinary people to fulfill his agenda, church, in this world. See, God is calling out the ordinary to make a difference in the world around him, wherever you are, wherever you go, believing that you are worthy, believing that God will work in you and through you to accomplish his mission to the measure of faith that he has given you. You. See, you can't worry about the, the, the gigantic faith of someone else. You have to use the mustard seed of faith that God gave you to change the world around you. The mustard seed. See, even in our fear, even in our doubt, even in when we feel that we are not worthy, when we feel inadequate, we must be willing, church, to be used by God. We can't just be satisfied with, with giving God our yes just to be saved. Just to be going to heaven. The work of God has to be done in the earth by his saved people, by his saved people. See, God makes room for your gift, right? So you can continue to work out in the world, but God makes room for your gift. He makes enough time in the day for him. <laughs> There's always enough time for God in your day, church, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. There's always enough time for God in your day. Watch the windows in your day, the time that God gives you that's open. <laughs> Out of nowhere, it's open. 
That's his time. That's his time. See, God chooses the less important people sometimes. (laughs) God chooses the less important people sometimes. 1 Corinthians 1, 27, 29 says this, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. See, God has a plan for this growing church on the corner. He has a plan for the life that's in this growing church on the corner. But are you willing? Are you willing? You are here, but are you willing? Are you willing? See, this is something that I had to come to grips with, church. I had to stop asking God, why? Why me, God? Why you pick me, God? Instead, I don't ask him why no more. I just throw my hands up and say, God, have your way. Use me as you see fit, God. If it's going to bring you glory, use me. Use me. See, everything God does is for his glory. So when God wants to use you, best believe it's for his glory. It's not to put you to shame. (laughs) But we think it is because we think that we're not worthy. See, just like many of the, the Corinthians, they were looking at things from a wrong perspective. See, they were busy trying to identify with what you call, what? The right people. The right people. But Paul reminds them that that notoriety was never a criteria for God saving people or using people. See, God didn't go searching for impressive people to save. See, these people, they, 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 they wasn't wise. They weren't noble. They weren't powerful people. See, God brought his message of the cross of Jesus Christ to the ordinary sinner. The ordinary sinner. See, have you looked around lately, right? God uses the regular. <laughs> God uses the regular. He uses fishermen, right? Tax collectors, right? The ones with all the baggage. The ones with all the the hurt. The ones with the the dark past. The one with the the low self-esteem. The ones that come from humble beginnings. The ones that experience all the, the struggles of life. The ones who were despised by the in crowd. See, if that's you, you're a candidate to be used for the glory of God, for the goodness of his kingdom. Yes, yes. See, God doesn't pull from the front row. Sorry, Daphne. (laughs) God, 
Our God pulls from the back row. The, one, the ones that's trying to hide. <laughs> the ones that don't feel like they're worthy of being in the front row. <laughs> See, God, God, God pulls them up. See, God, God, what God do is he exalts the humble, right? He exalts the humble. <laughs> See, God, sometimes, church, and, and, and we don't know why, but I think it's, it's so he can get his glory. He sometimes avoids the obvious gifted servants. He does. And instead, he accomplishes his missions through the people who may have been uh, looked over or, or, or forgotten. You know, but God has a promise for those that, that, that keeps God in their heart, even through their fear, even, even through their doubt. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, sometimes we don't have to be seen by the world. Sometimes we can be hiding from God, but God knows that our hearts are for him, right? Even when we feel inadequate or, or not worthy, even when we fear or, or we doubt, see, don't, don't be afraid or doubt when God chooses to call on you. Oh, because he's going to call. <laughs> he's going to call. Don't be afraid or doubt when God chooses to call on you. Because he knows exactly what he is doing. And he knows exactly who you are. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3 and, and chapter 4, Moses, Moses, the one who was afraid. God told Moses, I have come to rescue my people from their suffering. He told Moses, he said, and I am sending you. <laughs> and I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people out of Egypt. He told Moses to go and tell this dictator, go and tell this king to let my people go. <laughs> now that's like me going over to, over to China somewhere and telling their president, God said, you better not touch now one of his children no more. With, with, with no bodyguards or nothing. You're talking about fear, right? Yeah, yeah. Just think about how Moses felt, right? You know? But why would God pick one of the one who was most afraid? Why would God pick the one who, who felt like he was most inadequate? See, Moses argued with God. And I think most of us will argue with God too, right? Moses was like, God, you got the wrong man. I ain't the one. I can't, I can't do this. I cannot do this. You telling me to go over here without you? Without you? He asked God, who am I that I should go lead these people, lead your people out of Egypt? Who am I that you would pick me, God? Why would you send me, God? He said, what if? What if they don't believe me? 
What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me, God? What if they don't believe, God, that you actually sent me? He said, they will say, the Lord did not appear to you. <laughs> the Lord did not appear to you. I'm not listening to what you said. See, that was what Moses felt. And if we are honest, we feel the same way in our insecurities when we go and witness to others. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to believe me. God, they ain't going to believe that you sent me. And then what it does, it hinders us, stops us dead in our track from even witnessing. And God could have sent you to save that person's life. And so I want to pick up in Exodus 4.10 as this conversation continues between God and Moses. It says, but Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, he says. And I'm not now, God. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get Moses wasn't feeling it. No matter what God said, Moses wasn't feeling it. God, you got the wrong one. I am not he. I'm not educated enough. I can't relate to no king. I can't relate to him. I can't speak well enough to relay your message. God, I'm not equipped, God, for this mission. God, you're going to make me look foolish. You're going to make me look foolish, God. God, you're going to put me to shame in front of all these people. <laughs> then the Lord asked Moses, who makes your mouth? <laughs> who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see, he says. Is it not I, the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Did we hear that? Did we hear that? See, if you are saved, hallelujah, don't ever doubt what the Holy Spirit of God can do in you or through you. Don't ever doubt it. Don't ever doubt it. He's the teacher, church, of all things. He's the teacher of all things that we don't even know. That we don't even know the Holy Spirit of God within you is the teacher of all things that you don't even know. The Bible says he will bring it up. <laughs> he will bring it up in you when it's time. When it's time for you to tell it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 12, he says, God says, now go. Now go. And I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Hallelujah. Now go. <laughs> now go. See, God shut Moses away with the power of his staff, right? But God has sent us with the power of his living spirit within us to accomplish the work 
to accomplish the work. What God is saying. God is saying I'm bigger than your fears, church. I'm bigger than your doubts. He says I'm bigger than that mountain that's in your life. Bigger than it. See, the Bible teaches us and shows us that, that wherever there is doubt, what does God do? He makes possible. He makes possible. So why wouldn't he do it in your life, in my life? Through our doubts, through our fear, through our inadequacies, church. See, God says you only need a mustard seed of faith to remove that fear, to remove that doubt. To remove that trouble. To remove that mountain, church. Only a mustard seed. See, this is a, a biblical demonstration of, of, of how God, church, how God calling in our lives does not, does not depend on our abilities. Does not depend on our abilities to be perfect. No. To have it all together? No. No. It doesn't depend on our ability to know it all. To be able to what? Speak it all? No. 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 But it depends on our ability and our obedience to say yes, God. To say yes, God. <laughs> to say yes, God. Hallelujah. Because God, where God guides, guess what? He provides. Do we believe that this morning, church? Where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he provides. We have to believe that God is at work in our lives. We have to believe that God is at work in our lives. If we are believers, you have to believe that. You have to know that with everything in you. Or else you won't move. You won't move. The song says, uh, even when it feels like he's not working, right? When he's not feel like he's not moving, right? But he never stops. He never stops working. You have to trust that God is at work in your life, whether you feel it or not. Do you call yourself a child of God? With the power of God within you? With the spirit of God leading you? Wherever, his, wherever he guides his spirit, he provides so we do things in the name of the Lord, and we know that God is what? With us. With us. With us. See, throughout the Bible, and many of us can testify that God never calls us to something that he does not equip us to do. And even when we don't know it. <laughs> even when we don't even know that we can do it. If it's of God, best believe he has equipped you. If God has you to speak a word, best believe words coming out your mouth to glorify God. Amen. Best believe if he sent you to serve, guess what? 
Somebody's going to, on the other end, going to glorify God. Don't miss the opportunities. This is a year of opportunities. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to bless his people. See, we don't do the work for blessings. The blessings just, just flow from the goodness of God as we perform his work, right? As we walk in obedience. The, the, the blessings of God will flow over your life, church, by your obedience. By your obedience. Not that he has to do it, but that's just the way it is. That's who God is. The blessings of God. Don't miss out on the blessings of God. When we don't give God our yes, what is our plan? What is the plan for our lives? When we counsel God out of our lives, what, what is our plan, right? We're searching for plan. How, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But you haven't given God your yes. How can he help you? How can he lay out your future for you and your family? If you haven't given him your yes. Not just yes to being saved. We're all saved. We're all saved. What areas in your life that, that God work uh, access for your, your yes? Your yes. Everything that God does that flows from his church is God's work. Where are we missing? What are we missing? Where are we missing? We don't come here. We go there. We skip over that. We do that. We hold back here. Gaps. Gaps in the work of God in our lives. Gaps. What if God say, I'm going to bless you this month, but next month, I'm going to take everything away from you. Stop believing in yourself. <laughs> Believe in the one that lives in you. See, we, we go out in the world in our own strength, and, and we, we accomplish everything out there. Let someone lay something before us, a challenge, and we take it on. We take it on. We're the baddest people outside these doors. But when it comes to God, when it comes to the things of God, we hold back. Why? <laughs> you know, that's the trick of the enemy. When they say you're letting the devil use you, yeah, yeah. Some of us can't wait to get outside those doors. We got something to do. <laughs> we got something to do. See, there's a, there's a phrase that says, um, and I don't know who, who coined this phrase, but it says this, God doesn't equip, God doesn't call the equip. He equips the call. Every one of you got a calling on your life from God. You wouldn't be here if you, if you didn't. Everyone that accepted Christ into their life got a calling on their life from God. So when God calls on you, calls on you, answer. See, just like Moses, just like Moses, as, as we prepare to close, maybe you're afraid Maybe you feel in, inadequate to be used by God. 
He's telling God, who am I, God, that you should use me? Who am I, God, that, that you should send me? Who am I, God, that you pick me to, to serve you, Almighty God? Who am I, God, to speak your words before people? You know, we've said, I'm not, I'm not good at speaking, God. I can't speak like others, right? And God tells you, just like he told Moses, who made your mouth, right? Who gave you feet to go? Who gave you eyes to see? Who gave you hands to do? Whose spirit lives in you? Whose spirit lives in you? And God says, now go. (laughs) Now go and do what I'm calling you to do. Every one of us knows the calling that's in our hearts. Every one of us. I don't know what God is speaking to you, but only you know what God is speaking uh, to you. God is saying, trust me. Trust my spirit within you. Trust that you have the talents. Trust that you have the gifts, the skills, the, the abilities to accomplish that which I called you to do. All God needs is a willing heart, church. You don't have to be worthy. You just have to be willing. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a hand. Father, we, we thank you for the day. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your encouragement, God. As, as I was reading, God, your spirit was just encouraging me, God. And so I, I say thank you, God. I say thank you. Thank you for these, these hearts, God, these obedient hearts, these, these serving of yours, God. I say, and I ask, God, that you empower them. Empower them with your spirit. Let them know that, that you are at work within them, God. Even when they feel uh, lonely, even when they doubt, even when they fear, God. Even when there's a, a major challenge or struggle, before them, God, send them that, 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 that touch, that, that feel, that, that whisper, God, that you're with them, God, that you will see them through, God. If only they trust, only they trust. If only they believe, God, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, God, a lot of people, God, mm, are waiting for you to come down in heaven and just look them in the face and, and touch them with all your power. They're waiting to see your face, God, until they truly believe, God. Too many people, God. But God, somehow, some way, let them know that you are already within them. Bring your spirit alive within the hearts of your people, God. Place on their hearts the work that you want to accomplish. Place in their hearts to, 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 to finish the, the mission of Jesus Christ within the earth. Jesus left, but he said, I'm leaving the helper to accomplish the work that he didn't finish here in the earth. We all have them met in our hearts. Father, reveal yourself to your people in ways that we don't even know, in ways that we can't even think of, Father. 
Show up for your people, Father. Bless your people, Father. In Jesus' name. Church said.